Hey lovelies, before we get started, I just really wanted to thank you for the incredible reception and response last week's episode on the snuggle dress got. If you listen to it, then you know just what a whirlwind of emotions <laughs> led up to it. And honestly, I really just have no words. As of this recording, the black snuggle dress is totally sold out and the mustard is down to the last few pieces. If you'd like either one, be sure to sign up for the waitlist in your size so that if a return comes back, you'll be notified. The earlier you sign up, the earlier you place your place in line. So get on that if it's something you're interested. You can do that by going to impactfashionnyc.com and I hope you enjoy the show. From Impact Fashion, it's Be Impactful, a show about the women making a difference in their own corners of the world. And on today's show, I talk with two of my closest friends about friendship. We discuss how our friendships have changed as we've gotten older, what we value in our friendships, making new friends as an adult, and our decision process when ending a friendship. I've been fascinated by the concept of friendships for quite some time. I've had some spectacular failures in this department and also some really great successes that I'm incredibly grateful for. So I recruited two of my closest friends, Nahami Tenenbaum and Michelle Moses, for this deep dive into adult female friendships. Hello, Nahami and Michelle. How are you two doing today? Awesome. Great. How are you? I am good. I'm very excited to do this. So this is a little bit of a different kind of episode than what we've done in the past. They're actually, I've done individual episodes with both of you, um, which was a really long time ago. It feels, it feels like yesterday and also a million years ago. Um, and if you, if you're listening to this and you want to learn more about either Nahami or Michelle, they both have very cool stories, then I'll link their episodes in the show notes and you can listen to that, you know, go listen to that afterwards. Uh, but today we're going to be talking about adult female friendships. And I'm very excited to talk about this, not only because I get to spend time talking with two of my closest friends, but also because I feel like there's so much to tackle here. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this with you two um, is because we, first of all, have only gotten to know each other as adults. How long have we known each other? Does anybody know? Well, I think I met Michelle first, right? Yeah, but when was that? I remember when it was. It was because it was that collaboration that we all did together. But it was you, Michelle. You 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 ran that um, photo shoot, right? Isn't that when you met Rifki? And then she sent you that dress. I think we met even before that. Yeah. Did we know each other before we did the Snow White shoot? I feel like we did. We might have <laughs> somewhere in the range of like four years ago, probably yeah. four four to five, three to five, somewhere in that yeah, at universe, least. at least. Right. at least yeah. that time exactly so somewhere in that so we've we've only known each other as adults um we have a we have a nice age range I think there's you know um I know Nahami you're the middle one I'm the youngest Frady you're the oldest no numbers need be said but there's about six seven years <laughs> between me and Frady uh, me and Michelle um Frady is also Michelle by the way and I'm gonna try to refer to her as Michelle but whatever it'll slip I do, um, I do that for the sake of just confusing everybody exactly you are Superman <laughs> and Clark Kent and we'll, we'll, we'll bring out your telephone booth as much as we need to. Um, and also, so not only do we like, we know each other as adults, but also we have, I think, I think a particularly mature relationship. Um, and for me, a big part of that is the fact that like we pick up things where we left off and, and all of that. And we're going to get into that, but I'm curious to hear from you two. Uh, and Nahami, we'll start with you. How has, how have your friendships in general, like how have your friendships changed as you've gotten older? It's so funny, Rifki and and Frady. Okay, I'm gonna mess up. She's Frady. Everyone, she's um, Frady. She's Frady okay, now. Frady. We're just gonna call her. Yeah, Frady. sorry. Like... That's it. That's it. We tried. We talked about yeah. it before we started. Sorry, she's Frady. Okay, continue. Sorry. Go. Okay. Um, I was just talking about this with another close friend of mine, actually. How um, one thing, one aspect of my friendships that that's definitely changed is that maturity that it com that comes from growing up and realizing that wholesome, you know, smooth, deep friendships are really the healthiest and the way to go, as opposed to, you know, not that I 
I had particularly like dramatic friendships because I didn't, but I, I know that like, as an adult, I definitely feel that the friends that I'm drawn to are just, it's like, there's a lot of, they're just peaceful. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Like yeah, peaceful and, um, and it's just, they flow easily and, and they might not be like the most like exciting situations and, you know, always happening and like, but they're, they're just like steady and healthy. And that's definitely one thing that I've noticed, um, recently, actually. You find that you have like less tolerance for drama, right? Yeah, I guess that's what it is. It's, it's, it's less tolerance and also recognizing that I'm only going to surround myself with people who truly lift me up and want the best for me and support me and don't. And it's like, it's like I'm in control and I don't need anyone else. As much as I love my friends, it's like, if you step over, if you cross the line, you know, then I mean, I'll talk to you about it, of course, but it's, it's in my control. Like, I don't, I don't need anyone, even though I love my friends so much, but like, well, it, there are, there are boundaries that have to be upheld. Do you know what I mean? And respect right. and no judgment. I think, and I think that also a big part of our friendships when we're smaller, like when you think about like when you're in elementary and high school, so much of your friendships are I think of them as like of convenience, right? So it's like the kid who sits next to you in school, the kid who lives down your block, um, the person whose mom is friends with your mom. And then you kind of just end up smashed together and you figure it out and like you form this relationship. But as soon as like that thing is no longer there, like when one of you moves or you go to a different class or, um, you know, you don't like the same snacks anymore. Literally, I have like, I remember as a kid, there was like one kid who always liked the snacks that my mom bought. And then my mom started (laughs) buying new snacks. And now we weren't friends anymore because we weren't sharing the snack bags. Like, that's just how that went. Then Like, like it happens. So like those, because they're like of convenience that like you're put in the same circumstance as opposed to like, as adults, we like, we're, we're making choices. It's like, oh, I want to be spending time with you. And it's a, it's an active kind of thing. Freddie, what, what do, what do you think? I agree with that. Um, for me, my the friends that I make now, it's interesting because I've reconnected with some older friends and that chemistry is not necessarily there anymore because what, com- what kind of worked for us back then, we had different things in common. We were friends out of convenience, like you said, Rifki. And um, it just worked that we were friends. But like now as an adult, what I seek for in friendships is, is a whole lot deeper. And um, like Nahami touched upon is that um, I, I become friends with people that work in my life now. Um, and I don't really need them necessarily. Like I had friends that I needed to vent to when I had a bad date. I had friends that I needed to shop with. Um, as a grown up, <laughs> I feel so independent now. And I don't really necessarily need anybody but I make friends out of choice because I appreciate their energy. I appreciate their points of view. I appreciate what they have to offer. And they kind of fill thoughts and ideas and feelings that I might not necessarily have or feel like, like they fill a void. Like friends sometimes fill a void. Like, oh, I really need this in my life right now. Um, And I feel like I've gotten that from both of you. Like you've helped me change my mindsets. You've helped me see things differently in a very positive way. Um, I feel like, this mature friendship is, um, is fulfilling, you know, that I didn't, I didn't always have that like as a teenager, but like it worked for me as a teen then. So, um, I definitely feel like the, the level of my friendship of my friendships have evolved because um, it was always like about like, what common ground do we have that can keep us together as opposed to what, what value do we have from each other and can offer each other through a friendship? Um, so yeah, I definitely, I definitely appreciate <laughs> everything you guys have given me and, and all the insights. And there's like a realness to it also, you know, like when Rifki showed up to my child's event and like, it's just like, there's a realness to it. Like you don't need to know each other for 12 years to be best friends. And it was the first time we met in person too, Rifki. We figured out like a, like, I think a, a little bit before 
when I was like, yeah. oh, I'm pretty sure that that's going to be the first time that we actually, and it, and it didn't feel like the first time that we were meeting. We had spent exactly. a lot of time virtually. And also because I started out as your client. So like we had spent like a lot of like Zoom meetings and that kind of stuff, getting to know each other. And then it was like, oh yeah, of course I'm, of course I'm going to this event. And I think it's going to be the first time we're actually like getting a chance to hug each other. <laughs> okay, cool. Like it just kind of made sense. I find that for me also, especially like in high school. And I was never the the type of person who had like a million friends. Um, But it definitely as an adult, it's a quality over quantity game for sure. Because I'm not interested. Like, I frankly don't have the time, patience or energy for surface level friendships because like, it just takes time to keep something like that up. And who has, I don't know. Like, I don't like people that much. I don't want to be around that many people. (laughs) I just like, it just doesn't make, and I'd much rather have fewer friends that I, that like, I know pretty much anyone who I'm friendly with now, I know that I can call up at three o'clock in the morning and say, I'm stranded in the middle of a highway somewhere, come and get me. And they'll all come <laughs> like, and, and those are the kinds of friends that I want to have at this kind of time. Does that make sense to Yeah, totally. And I was just thinking as, as you were talking about like that, like no pressure aspect, that's, it sounds like that's also what you're saying part of it. Right. Yeah. Um, also what Freddie was saying about like, it, there's, there's this, aspect of adult of healthy adult friendships that there's no pressure there you know that they're there for you you know that you don't like owe them anything like you don't have to check in or you don't have you don't have to call them you don't have to do this like it's more of like I want to I want to because I love you and I care about you and you know that I'm there for you and even if we don't talk for two months like it's okay I could call you and just be like hi Rifki or hi Franey like I'm so mad about x y and z like help me like you know what I mean or even like you're in a pickle you're in a situation like I just said to Franey last week and I was like could you please share something I really need this help with it and I had a smoke journal like a really long time and she's like sure like what do you want me to say and I you know what I mean and like I've done it too too and just like I think that's the the no pressure aspect is huge in adult friendships for sure time right it's it's the time aspect and it's also just I think that this also I don't know if this is unique to our relationship because we are all three of us are self-employed so like we understand what that means from a just from a scheduling perspective like from a logistical perspective I am I'm not like embarrassed at how long it took us to schedule this podcast recording but we have been wanting to do this for a damn long time and like it just takes time to pull something like this together because of all our different schedules between our families and our commitments and our jobs and everything like there's just we have a lot going on and I think that also because we have that understanding that we have a lot going on when we haven't spoken, like sometimes we'll go, you know, a month or two without speaking, but we're able to kind of pick it up right where we left off because like, we know that we're not speaking for a month or two because we're like mad at each other. We're not speaking for a month or two because we're tired or busy or whatever. Do you, do, like, do you hear where I'm coming from, Brady? Like, does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I can relate to all of that. Um, but that's what makes it so special. It's like, how many times have I popped into your life after being MIA for three months? Like it's so normal. We don't even think twice about it. Think about how normal we completely normalize ghosting someone and then like, like just reemerging out of nowhere. But like, that's part of what it's part of that realness factor, you know? Right. No, it, it definitely is the realness factor. I like that. It's also, it's also because that connection is there. When you have that foundation, it's like the foundation of a house. We have the foundation in our, all of our friendships. Therefore we could always come back to it. You know, like that's, I'm, I'm laughing. Cause I'm thinking to myself, like, um, I remember like Frady, like this has happened a few times and like, we won't talk for like a while. And I'm like, she'll, you know, Frady, I feel like she'll send, like, you'll send like a five minute voice. Oh note. God. <laughs> I'll get, like, like, I'll get, like, okay, not really I'm exaggerating. Like, Usually you know, only like, like three ab- minutes. Right. <laughs> and Usually. then like, like, hey, I know I haven't spoken to you in a while, in a while but X, Y, and Z is going on. Like, <laughs> and I'll just sit there cracking up. And I'm like, of course, it's fine. I love hearing from you. It doesn't matter. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if I needed you, if I wanted to talk, I would do the same thing. It just, yeah, no, I love really it. really funny. Yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely hear that. How have, like, do you see a difference in the friendships? Like, Freddie, you mentioned that you've like connected recently with people who you've known, like as a, as like who are older friends, let's say, do you see a difference in the friendships with people who you've met as adults, as opposed to people who you've just known for a long time? Yeah, for sure. There's, there's a difference between choosing to be friends with someone and someone who kind of grew up with you. Like I personally experienced 
friendships dissolving because of us being in different stages of our lives. So when I got married, I had a friend who didn't get married yet. And after my first child was born, she reached out to me and she basically said, I just feel like I lost my common ground with you. And um, I don't really feel like this friendship should continue. And it wasn't like that friendly and formal. It was like really like a very hurtful conversation. And we had been friends for many years, like over 10 years as children. And I was like, like, don't you feel like there should be like room to grow together? Like, I, I don't feel... And I also like that we're all like different ages, different stages, and that doesn't really come between the three of us. But here was someone I knew practically most of my life, and they were willing to throw all that away because we didn't, quote unquote, have any more in common. And I'm like, if that's all our friendship was to you, then maybe we're better off apart. Um, right. I do have friends that I grew up with, but I have very little to do with now because Nahami is going to laugh at me, but like our energies are not in sync. Um, they'll bring like a lot so of negativity. Energies. We're into <laughs> our spiritual energy. I know. Like this is the stuff that I have no patience for everybody, but okay. Yes. Talk to me about how your energies are in sync, but, please. Wait, can I say one thing? I, I'm just going to interject. But Rifki, you respect us when we say that. You respect our, right. our viewpoint. So I only roll my eyes a little bit. I only roll my eyes a little bit. Like it's a little too hippy dippy for me, but I, I can appreciate that. It's something that you appreciate, I guess. Like I can see but that's that why means- we work. That's what- no, but also I'll tell you also why it works. It works because like you see me roll my eyes a little bit and I'm not someone who like hides my feelings. So it's like, like sometimes you'll start talking about your energies and I'll be like, for the love of God, please stop. And, and it works because when I roll my eyes and say, we like, no, like we can't do that right now. And cause sometimes I don't have patience for it. You two are, are just like, okay, like moving on. Like you have the two of you to talk about your energies and you don't need to talk about that with me. Like, that's just like the, the spiritual aura field hippy dippy touchy feely nonsense I can't I can't I can't do it but but there's a mutual respect there like I can let you do it sometimes and sometimes you can stop because I can't so it so it works but anyways Freddie you were you were talking about energies aligning please continue <laughs> oh just that I feel like sometimes you fall out of sync with somebody you know I had right. a really close friend also for many years and we just, we lost that connection and people can grow apart. It happens. It's so natural and it's so normal. And I'm not even totally sad about it. It used to bother me. And I'm like, I can't even worry or be sad about this anymore. It just, it happened so naturally. It wasn't like this other person who basically said, I can't speak with you anymore because we have nothing in common. You know, um, I feel like when it naturally just dissolves, it is what it is. We keep in touch because we respect the friendship that we had and we don't ignore that it existed, but um, but there's that that mutual understanding that like we really don't have much to offer each other now. So um, right, you know. And then you can have someone who's like a friend, quote unquote. I'm doing air quotes, but um, but like all they do is vent and they bring you down, and they're not happy for you when something good happens to you, and they tell you how jealous they are. Like I've had people like that in my life too that I was I just didn't have. I didn't have the head for it. You know, I just didn't have the headspace for that. So those are the people I try to keep at arm's length, but like, you know, I, I can't let go of people so easily because I do get emotionally invested, but yes, there's such a difference between the people that I kept as friends for many, many years versus people who I've disconnected with and then reconnected with. And even during that reconnect, it's like, how did we ever work? <laughs> and sometimes it's like, wow, I totally remember why we were friends, you know? Right. Um, and then they're the people that you just choose to keep near you because they just bring out the good in you. And um, you just learn a lot from each other. That's really what I, what I seek now as, as an adult. I, I hear that. Nakami, what, what about you? How is like, how has what you looked for in a friend changed as you've gotten older? It's so funny because, um, you know, for me, I, I do have some very, very close best friends from childhood we actually two of my like really close friends we are our parents were family friends like we're friends with each other mm-hmm. and so we were born into the friendship and like another best friend um we from elementary school and like whatever and then I have friends from college and and then you guys and like that you know all different stages um I would say that when it comes to my childhood friends 
um, some of those friendships have have shifted. Um, like, for example, we were born into it, kind of, right? Some of them. And one of them, I felt like we kind of, were, so she's more like a sister to me. And we, we've like found our our common ground and we've we've chosen it at this point you know what i mean like as adults we 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 rechose the friendship and um nothing happened but i'm saying like i think that we both like subconsciously like just worked on it so in ways that like we really it wasn't it wasn't just by default at a certain point you know what i mean like right um and then same thing with like my other childhood friends friendships um one of them though it's interesting because definitely it changed a lot i felt like almost like what freddy is saying that um you know we we had much less in common um and we had to we had discussions about about our relate our relationship like you know as a friendship and and we really had to work to to create that that connection again um because it was important to both of us um and then other ones that just you know they flowed but what i look for you know i think that um you know it's funny i i, I don't i don't really look for like consciously look for new friends i feel like you guys are both the same you know what i mean yeah but when but i but i i would i would say it's more like when i meet someone who like what what makes me want to be friends with them it's a certain definitely like the vibe like there's something about them that i feel drawn to that i want to like get to know them more but i think it's also about a level of respect maturity emotional health that i feel respected by them i feel you know um that there's no judgment there i feel appreciated and i feel like i could do the same to them you know what i'm saying right so yeah. versus as as kids like we just it's it's like where we're at we just were um it's like convenience like 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 we've been saying yeah. you know um whereas like now it's more conscious i would say yeah i definitely hear that it's funny because i don't have any close friends from what i would consider childhood like my oldest close friends that i have are my group of friends from high school and we're all still really close and then i have the friends that i've made since pretty much um you know i have like a two yeah i would say two maybe three people from my gap year from my seminary year who I'm quite close with. And then, you know, a handful of people who I've met since. Um, and like the, the, the kids who I was like my childhood, childhood friends, like, honestly, we like, well, I didn't go to the same high school as everyone. So it just kind of fell off and like, it was fine. It was probably better. Um, but it, I, I don't know. There was just, it, it was, it was really like, it was, it was really of convenience. Like we, we share snack, we live next door to each other or whatever. Like, and then, but we didn't really have that much in common. So we were just kind of like around, you know, if that, like, it just yeah. didn't, it just didn't really, you know, make sense. I want to talk about different life stages um, because the truth is that between the three of us, we have three different life stages and we've always been like, we've always known each other as at three different life stages. Um, I, I'm curious, like, do you, I never felt like it really made a difference. Happens to be that most of my friends are older than me now like most especially most of the friends that I've made as an adult have been older than me just because like whatever I started my business as a baby so I like everyone around me was always older than me um and everyone doing everything around me was always older than me and so that's who I was like that was the pool that I was dealing with um but do you think it's important to be in the same like do you think it's important to have friends that are in the same life stage at you I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this Nahami. Um, absolutely not. I feel like, okay, so right now I am currently in the dating world. I don't have a family yet. And well, my own family, I, I have parents right. and God and siblings and, you know, um, and you both, you know, you both have husbands, Freddie has a family and, um, I, you know, it's interesting. It, it really doesn't make a difference to me at all. Most of my friends actually are married and, and because here's the thing it's not my friendships are not based on superficial things like that like you know what i mean yeah it's okay when your friendship is based on you know the connections between you you know what you share your views on life the values your values really not so much not, not so much views on life because we're more like values you know as a as, as people right i feel like that's really what makes a friendship like you don't need to be in the same stage as your friends um, 
there's so many things to talk about. And, and I think that's also, by the way, just as a side point for people who, who do struggle with this, um, with being friends with people who, let's say if you're single and your friends are married or whatever, the opposite, some, you know, if, if you feel like you're having trouble with that, then maybe it's because you're so focused on superficial things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It doesn't always have to be about that. Like how often do those things actually come, do those topics come up in our discussions between the three of us, like, or one-on-one, I'm saying between me and Freddie, me and, you know, Rifki, like rarely, rarely, like, obviously you mentioned your husband, you mentioned your kids, whatever, but um, it's not like the core of the discussion. Is that, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like it's, it's not, it's this it's exactly what we've been saying this whole time is that like when you're little your relationships are situational and because as an adult we're not choosing these situational reasons like that's a situational reason to be friends with like i presume frady that like you're friends with with like friend friendly i should say with like the other mothers in your kids class and stuff like that but it's a different kind of relationship right and you know what it's i find it to be way more challenging to make friends with the other moms um for some of them, this is like their youngest kid and my, and my kid, they're in first, my, my son's in first grade. So, um, I'm meeting a mom who like, this is her youngest. She has kids out of high school. Like if you're using like being a mom as a common ground, I mean, there are so many subcategories to being a mom. There's being a mom to a super sensory kid, which is something that like, I'm trying to connect now with other moms who are dealing with what I'm dealing with. Um, there are so many layers and levels just to that, you know? So if that's what I was going to determine on how I'm going to be friends or who I'm going to be friends with, um, it's just, it's just not enough. And, um, you know, like now I just moved to a new neighborhood and there's a lot of socializing and people, um, were greeting us and, and our neighbors are so warm and friendly And I've been trying to make these like new connections and, and form new friendships. And it's just so gosh, darn hard when you're a grown up. And I feel like everyone's just like, everyone knows each other. I'm the odd man now I'm trying to fit in and it's really challenging. Um, it's not so easy, but like, I'm still seeking like some sort of connection where like, oh, no way. I like that. You know, like, I feel like it has to start there and kind of work its way up. Um, I'm still, (laughs) I'm still struggling, but yeah, I don't feel like it matters like where you are in your, in your life. Right. Um, I have friends that are all ages and all stages and, you know, there's so much more to a friendship than, oh, Hey, we're moms. Let's be friends. Like that just doesn't work. Right. It's actually something that just occurred to me is that when you have, I think that something, and I think maybe Nahami, you mentioned this earlier, this idea of like the people I find at least that the people who I'm close with are all people who are their own person. And it's important to them to like be a fully developed human, which sounds like a weird phrase, but it's just like, they're not just like, yes, they may be moms or they may be spouses or, or whatever, but they are their own they are their own entity first and the other people in their lives have room for that. So like Nahami, you and I went away for a weekend together and it was just the two of us. We had the best time. And it was fun. awesome. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, but also like my husband is the type of person who didn't like, that was not a big deal at all. Um, and like he went to his brother and had a great time also. Like everybody was just, it was fine. And that also made like, because, because we're both in the kind of space where we have the like we're the type of people to do that. Like we, we exist outside of like, yeah, it's not that big a deal to spend a weekend, you know, not with my husband then, and we can hang out. And that, and, and that was also, that was also just really nice and special. And I'm so glad we got the chance to do that, but it's those kinds of things where it's part of just being your own fully developed human and not really defining yourself as someone who is just like in the relationship, which is also, I found that a lot of times the friendships that have kind of disintegrated, I've only ever had to like break up with a friend one time and that was a whole other drama that whatever the two of you were very involved in but let's just say that it was not healthy for I think anybody involved um and there was like an email involved where it was like this needs to stop and it's stopping now um but those like the only time that like the other times when I've had friendships that have kind of ended have been they've kind of just naturally faded away like I've kind of just let them die and usually it's like generally it's happened because I if you can't 
keep up with like being the other person's everything. I can't be someone else's everything. Like I can't be your personality. I can't be your fun. I can't be your whatever. Like I can't be your deepness. I can't be like the person who you always turn to, to take care of X, Y, and Z. It, it just becomes too draining. And those are, those are the times where I generally find for myself that they kind of like, like I, I need to let them go and kind of die their own slow, natural death. Does that make sense? That totally makes sense. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. It's interesting as you're describing that friendship where I can't be your everything. I feel like that's kind of how my friends and I were for each other, but in high school where like you're seeking that emotional growth and connection and you kind of fill in for each other where the other's lacking. I was always the quiet kid and I tend to gravitate toward the louder kids. And those were the ones who took care of me and spoke up for me in class. Or if I muttered a joke under my breath, they would say it out loud so the class could enjoy it. You know, like they were that for me. But then as an adult, I've evolved into like my own individual being and I don't need, I don't necessarily need that in my life anymore, you know? Right. So and these are friends I'm still friends with. Like I still have friends from high school, but um, we don't need each other as much as we just want to be there for each other and be each other's friends. So I still, I still cherish that what they, what we were for each other. Um, but yeah, we've still managed to maintain that friendship. I hear that. Nahami, what do you think? I think that another really important point going along the same lines is what you, you're both you know talking about um is to realize that not everyone could be everything to you so even if you can use different aspects of personalities and you know emotional whatever love support whatever it is that you need that sometimes you're going to have one friend to go to for something and another friend who is better you know with something else and you the expectations that you have from your friends like to keep it on the down low you know what i'm saying like not to expect not to over expect from your friends because then you'll just be disappointed. Whereas if you know that like, okay, like, you know, it doesn't work when I talk to so-and-so about this topic, let me talk to this other person. You know what I mean? Like it's okay that not everyone could be everything for you. Right. Yeah. And I think that also just recognizing other people's limitations yeah. is like, that's, that's called growing up. Like, right. That's, that's, that's just called being it. an adult. Yeah, for sure. No, that's definitely, that's a huge part of it. It's recognizing what people can do for you and what they can. And yeah, the limitations, that's huge for sure. Right. And, and it, I think that it's also just understanding that people are imperfect. Like that's, that's the kind of thing that it's like, I don't know, that's become much easier for me to accept as I've gotten older and me speaking as wise grandmother. Um, but just to, but like that kind of idea, do you know what I mean? Of just like you can't get mad at people for being who they are. And if someone has shown you exactly who they are, then, then that's just what they're going to be. And then, you know, kind of taking it on from there. So I think that like what we've kind of established is that our, your friendships change and they become more meaningful. You know, they become like, we're like, there's an audition process kind of for, I mean, I have like, not officially, but like it's, there's, there's a, like we let people in slowly and then we, and we have things that we're looking for. So what are, what are you looking for in your friends now? And has that kind of changed as you've gotten older? Nahami, I'll start with you. You know, I don't think that it's been a subconscious decision. You know, what I, like what I look for in my friends, but if I go, if I think about it, if I like, you know, sit there, sit here and contemplate, you know, um, I think that, I mean, pretty much like what I said before, I guess, you know, would hold true for now, which is, you know, a depth vulnerability also, by the way, actually, I'm going to add to it vulnerability, healthy vulnerability, you know, define that for me. What is like like sharing and not pretending that everything is perfect. Mm. I cannot deal when people are all about like, and it's probably because it's something that I've worked on, you know, that, um, that aspect of of just like, you know, it matters what people think and we have to, you know, make things look a certain way. I think also, especially growing up in our community, it's been a little bit challenging in that, that aspect. Um, but I, I think that real, my, my closest friendships and, you know, well, I should say my close friendships, they've all, there, there's a lot of real, like authentic vulnerability and 
it's that we, we know that life isn't perfect. We all have challenges. We all have struggles and not that you have to like overshare, please. Like, no, like it's, you know, we, we all have our boundaries and, and what's appropriate and what's not appropriate, but you know, in, in a healthy way to really just be, to, to be real, to be vulnerable, to be authentic. And, and, um, and, and not to, not to pretend and fake things. And you know what I mean? I, I remember I had a friend who was very hard for me because I would like see things in her, you know, in her life. And she would kind of like not straight up lie about it, but like really fake it. And it was making me very uncomfortable because I'm like, we, I see like, like, let's, let's be like real about, about things. You know what I mean? This is not an act. This is not TV. This is not a reality show. This is, this is real life, like share, or you don't have to share, but like, just be normal about it. You know what I mean? Because acknowledge that there's something going on, even if you don't want to tell me what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like we all have struggles and it's okay. Like, I, I think that there was this, this fear that you had of kind of, you know, seeming imperfect, which I understand it's a very common fear. A lot of people have, um, but it's something that is just really important. If you want to have that real authentic, rich friendship is to, is to be like, no, everything is not, not great. You know what I mean? Or just like, my life is not perfect. I don't, I don't want to share what's going on, but like, I'm just like, as you can see, I've been very drained. I've been whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, obviously to a healthy extent, I don't know if does this make sense what I'm saying. Like, do you it does understand? make sense what you're saying. Cause I think yeah. that there's also, there's a, there's a line where I think that I think, and, and I think there's also just part of being a mature adult. There have been times that like something has been going on in my life. And with the two of you have been like, listen, I'm not ready to talk about this yet, but just like, it's going down. And you're like, okay, let me know. Let me know if you need someone to talk to. And that, and my ability to be mature enough to say, yes, this is going on, but I don't want to talk about it. And your ability to be mature enough to accept that, okay, that like, you don't like, I don't need to know, you know, to not be Yentish about it and to not need to like, you know, to not need to know. That's also part of just, again, like being a mature adult and all of that. I'm curious, this person that you're speaking of, was it someone who you met on social media? No, it's not someone who is someone who I grew up with. Actually, it was very interesting. It was it was a very close friend of mine who I grew up with. I'm so scared of giving you details because it's like no, I don't love this definitely person. don't give details. No, I'm um, not gonna give. But I, I'm just gonna say like, and I and I truly love this person and care so much about them. And I think that they realized. By the way, we never discussed this, but I think that they realized as we got older and as our friendship um, actually like got healthier because we both, we both really evolved and we both started becoming like more real with each other instead of, you know, just being like, okay, like the common ground stuff that like we grew up with, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I know that's definitely, no, it was, it wasn't social media because why you're going to say it because social media is very superficial. Yeah. I want to, I want to, I want to let's, let's leave the social media aspect to, to the side for a second, because I want to hear what Freddie looks for in a friend now. And then I want to revisit this whole, cause I am fascinated by this notion of internet friends. Um, and I, and I'm curious to hear what you two think, but, but first Freddie, what do you look for in a friend now? So I'll tell you what I used to look for in a friend. And, um, I always felt very misunderstood and like, I didn't connect with other people. I was always the outcast. I was the creative nerd that sat in the corner quietly. And I always just looked to be understood. I wanted people to get me. I wanted to feel like I had something in common with somebody else. It, it just made me feel normal and accepted. Um, as I got older and I stopped caring about that so much, like it didn't, it mattered less how much I had in common with other people. It mattered more how much connection and realness there was between us. And I feel like what Nahami said is so relatable. Um, you know, like I can't, I can't be friends with somebody who can't tell me what's up or sweeps things under the rug or pretends everything's okay when, when it's not. Um, I have a friend who like sends me like subtle messages of things not being okay. And then when I check in, she's like, no, I'm fine. And I'm like, well, clearly you're not like, if you can't let me into your life, then I can't be there for you properly, you know? Right. And, um, I really look for someone who can let me in when they truly need me. And I can, I can feel like I can get that from them too. Um, sometimes there's just like this unspoken, like I need help or I need someone for me right now, whether it's emotional or like physically need help with something. Um, I, I really just look for like that depth 
um, and I keep using the word connection and <laughs> not to get all voodoo on you, but like, there is like an energy that I do look for other, I look for in other people where it's just like, there's a positivity to them. I feel good when I'm with them. They lift my spirits up. Um, they can get me out of, out of a funk. I think like all my close friends have that ability. Like they'll say something witty about something like, don't worry about that because they suck and you're better. And you know, like we all have to hear that sometimes. <laughs> that sounds like so, something like, I have said to you on a couple of occasions. <laughs> right. Exactly. And like, to me, that has a lot of value and it helps. And like, sometimes we just need that cheerleader in our life. Um, so yeah, I really just look for a lot of positive energy, someone who just gets me. And um, it matters less now that, like, I guess I, I was like lonely, but it's not loneliness. So like now I'm not a lonely person. I wouldn't consider myself lonely as a kid. I probably was, but like, I'm definitely not now. I'm very independent. I, I don't like anyone near me or around me. <laughs> but um, but if someone could like add to my life, that's that's something I seek. Adding to your life. I love that. Yeah, that that definitely is some. Yes, that makes sense for me. For me, what I'm usually looking for is I can't do the drama. Like I can't, I cannot do the drama. I literally, I like other people's drama. Other people's drama, very fun. My own drama less so. Um, I just like, I need to know that it is someone who I can like, like just literally and figuratively be in my pajamas. Like I need to know that I don't need to put on makeup if I'm going to see them. Like, I need to know that like, like we are, we are recording this podcast and like the wigs are off people. Like the wigs are off. The pajamas are on. We're having a great time. Like those are the kinds of people that I need that, that I find that I generally seek out. And I also, the thing to me, that's really important because I'm looking for that vulnerability also that like has kept coming up, like, because I'm looking for someone who can really be there for me and who will allow me to be there for them. Also, I need to know that they are a vault. Like, especially because like, we're all somewhat public figures and people are somewhat interested in our lives, I guess, that like, I need to know that if I tell them something that it ends there and that it's not going to go farther. Um, and that, that to me is also really, really important. Um, also, if they also like other people's drama so that I have someone to talk about other people's drama with, that's like a bonus, but not necessarily <laughs> like, a, like a baseline. But yeah, I mean, listen, I, I am human. This is what, this is what humans like to do. We like but, to talk about each other. Well, la- let's just make something clear that we really don't gossip about people. We really don't. We really right. don't. Like, we really like- don't. But sometimes we do. And when we do, it's fun. Like, it, as a general <laughs> rule. Right. That's true. It's usually about something that's like going on in yeah. like the general world right. or whatever. Um, but yeah, exactly. But, but, but I think that's important also, like that, not that it's like something that we do all the time, but that it's something that is like, that we could do. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, listen, I just, I got to talk about whatever and I can yeah. talk about, and I can talk about it with you two, And it's not leaving the room and we can just air it out and then move on with our lives. <laughs> Especially because usually what we're talking about is public that like, it's, you know, like on Instagram and it's like major drama that it really can't get back to that person or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, right. So yeah. Yeah. But what also what you're saying though, like, I, I think you both said this, but um, just to sum it, to whatever, make it more concise. I think it's about also having friends who are empathetic and who understand you and who validate what you're going through, no matter what it is. That's right. also really important. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not, it's like, it's, it's important to be supported, but it's really important. Like that validation that you know that they're there for you. It doesn't matter what's going on or how trivial it is to you or to them. Like it's bothering you, it's upsetting you, or it's important to you. So it's important to them. Right. Yeah. That, that I think is also super important. I want to touch on the social media piece of this because I'm curious how, see, I'm going to, I'm going to figure out a good way to phrase this. Give me a second. I'm While curious. you're thinking about that, just remember that we all met through social media. <laughs> so it's funny because I was kind of thinking like, did we or didn't we? But we sort of did. Well, I think, well, Freddie, I became your client first and I knew, I definitely found out about you through Instagram world and whatever. And then was the Snow White shoot the first thing that we did together? Maybe. I want to say probably. No. no? That was, um, it was the first time 
it was the first time we collaborated in a way where like I tried on your clothes. Um, right. But I feel like we worked in other ways. You know what? I, <laughs> I don't even, I have to scroll through my feed and see if there's like a, a, a point at somewhere where we tag each if other. If you want to look other. all the way back in the chat, then I will support you in that decision, but I don't have that kind of patience <laughs> in my life. Um, but yeah, I think, well, see, so like whatever we, I, we were client, I was your client and then we, and then we like worked together more and more. And then we also were just talking about other stuff. And then it's like, we should be friends. And then separately, Nahami. I wrote you the world's most official email. Oh my um, God. Because <laughs> I did not know who I was. I, as far as I was concerned, I have to say, everyone, if you want an example of like what really good social media looks like, look at the Carmela Cosmetics page. Um, Cause it's fantastic. And also I needed, <laughs> I was doing an expo and I wanted a, like a gift with purchase thing to give out. And I didn't have, like, I wanted something that like made sense with impact and was like high-end and luxury and all of that. And shameless plug for Nakami's lipsticks. They're freaking fantastic. And the only ones that I wear and you should go buy them. Um, and they are like that high-end luxury they product really that awesome. made sense to be like as a gift with purchase. And I didn't know who ran the company or anything like that. So I just wrote like this very official email, like, hi, my name is Rifki. I am the fashion designer behind Impact Fashion. And I would like to bulk purchase some of your lipsticks so that I can use them as a free gift. So what this is, this is what I was thinking. Can you do that? And like, and then we just started talking and you were like, why don't you just WhatsApp me? Um, and I, just went back. I just went back. Did you find the email? Yeah. I just found Can it. Can you read that email? Because it's beautiful. Oh, wait, but now it just disappeared. Oh, ping. Um, read this email because yeah. I worked very hard on this email for the record. Like I was pitching the president. Literally, okay. Hi, my name is Rafia Squitz. And aside from being a fan of yours, I'm the founder of Impact Fashion, a high-end line of size-inclusive, modest, special occasion wear. I'm going to be showing at the YTT. <laughs> Sorry, Expo it's in May. Oh, it's so bad. I would like to offer my customers a free gift with purchase at the Expo. This gift needs to fit with my brand and be a high quality classic product you'd want to keep around forever, just like my dresses. Fashion and makeup go hand together hand in hand. So I immediately thought of reaching out to you to see if there was some way we could work together. And then you like pitched like how much you want to spend and whatever, blah, 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 you know. And then I take a look at the floor plan and it was a great pitch. I mean, and then you add, then you said you'd like to learn more about me and what I can do. Check out my website, my Instagram, what you sent links and then learn more about the expo and whatever. Like I was com. pitching the freaking president people. <laughs> I like love I was, it. It was, I'm a, whatever. We don't do, we don't have fast things around here. And, also I, had, and also I had no idea. Like I didn't, I didn't know that it was Nahami. Like I, I didn't, I had no idea who I was talking to. Cause I, this was also before you were showing your face on your page. So I like literally had no idea who you were. Um, and a beautiful By the way, friendship Rifki, was born. I remember how we met. I don't remember how long ago it was, but you messaged me on Instagram and you're like, I love your stuff. We need to work together somehow. And I was like, I have dress ideas. <laughs> And we should collaborate. Yeah. We started sketching stuff. <laughs> Remember? Right. Yeah, we did Remember start that? sketching oh stuff. I, <laughs> so I was like going through this phase of like illustrating these girls in these outfits. And you reached out to me like totally not related to that. But just like, I think I that you were also content. posting a lot of the cosplay. And I love. Right. I love cosplay. So and I was like, and I was like, here's this like fully covered modest girl during all of this cosplay. We need to be friends immediately. And, and that's literally what you messaged me. You're like, we need to work in some capacity. I don't know how. And then we did end up working together because you became my client. It's funny, even when you mentioned that this conversation, I was like, I don't remember working together at all. That's so funny that like you call me, you call yourself my client. Like what that ever happened? Like even a yes. tummy, I'm like, what? It was a long time like, ago. We're just friends. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's so cool though. But like, it's just interesting how, it evolved from like this professional, like even your exchange with Nahami, like it starts out professionally and then just becomes this like casual, perfect friendship. And I think it's hilarious. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny how these things start out. And then they, and then, like you said, like they just, they evolve into, into something so much more. I'm curious how social media factors into the friendships that you have like now, like uh, among, among your adult friendships. Cause like, I know for myself that there are friends who like, I think they follow me, but like, they don't really message me at, at all. Like we don't have an Instagram relationship. Do you know what I mean? Every now and then they'll be like, by the way, I saw that you posted this, this and that. And it was very cute. Um, and then there are people who only message me on Instagram and it's like, there are some people who I'm close with and who I message a lot with and who I would consider myself friendly with. And like, if they invited me to a party, I would go, but, but, but it's like, I don't know. It's different. How does like, 
talk, talk me through this for, uh, for each of you. Nakami, you start. Um, yeah, as you were talking, I was like thinking, um, some of my best friends are not even on Instagram. Okay. So let's start with that. Um, I don't base my friendships on like who engages with me and who follows me and who, you know, talks, who, you know, comments or whatever. However, if they are on Instagram, I do expect some sort of engagement from my friends because like, it's like literally free help for my business like for my you mean in terms of like liking and commenting on posts and that kind of thing yeah yeah I hear that yeah um and sometimes I'll see like I I have some close friends who I don't expect anything from them because I know that they're really on Instagram but once in a while I'll go into my account and I see like 20 likes in a row and like comments because like they'll go in and then they'll you know what I mean like those right because like they've opened Instagram for the one time this month yeah yeah and I really appreciate that now, when it comes to, what was your question about making friends on Instagram? Either, or just, just like, like, how does, how okay. does it factor, how does it factor into your friendships? I mean, I don't, I'll tell you what it is. I, it doesn't really factor into my friendship so much. Um, I have made some really close friends through Instagram, like you guys. Um, and then I made some other friends. I think that um, when you make friends through Instagram, you have to be careful a little bit because you have to make sure that it's really a legitimate friendship um and i you know i think that you you've both experienced this in the past where you might have thought that a friendship was very was a great friendship because you made it through after you made it through instagram and then you realize that you know maybe it's not so um so much like that but um like i i realized that sometimes people i'm trying to think of how to say this like how to phrase it but um i think people as human beings were kind of wired a little bit at a superficial level sometimes and we look at people's pages and they're following and we're like oh my god that's so cool and then you start talking to them and then you realize that like but I think sometimes people try to become friends with people based on their following and because it's like cool quote-unquote for sure and I I try to run and sometimes you don't know realize that right away because they could also have a really great following right so you have to kind of like, so I've had situations where I've noticed not because I'm so cool, but for whatever reason, this person like thought that I was or whatever. And then I got to know them more. And I realized I like these subtle intentions and whatever. So I had to kind of like, this is myself from them. You know what I mean? Um, for whatever reason, which was kind of like a gross feeling experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I've also had friendships that like I thought were more like authentic and then realized that you know the way that these people deal with Instagram friends is just different and yeah for sure what I found is that I have a very low tolerance for BS just in general and I find that like my my BS meter is so much more Like it's on whenever I'm, whenever I'm on social media. And the thing that I've noticed is that the, the, the like quote Instagram friendships or whatever that I've had that fizzled out were usually because I couldn't, I cannot understand someone who fully, who has like, who's very different online and offline. Oh yes. Like that to me, I have, first of all, oh my God, your life must be so exhausting. Every, all the time people are like, how are you so authentic online? And I was like, cause I don't have energy to make a whole new character. Like <laughs> I, I, it's a skill, it's a talent and Lord knows I don't have the patience for it. So like that to, and I've also realized that in myself, I like the people, I find that the people who do have the energy for that or the people who choose to devote their energy to that, to really, and like there have been some, I've had several situations where the person online and offline was so like, you're talking about two different people. Um, And I just couldn't, not only could I not wrap my head around that, I have nothing in common with that person. I have nothing in common with the person who is so image obsessed that they will create an entire second life for the purpose of, you know, promoting product or just appearing happier than they are or whatever it is and I also find that like that person has like a whole other level of emotional trauma that I don't have the energy to deal with either like there's a whole other level there that I can't 
really touch. I, you're, you're nodding, Frady. You're nodding. Yeah. Talk to me. I've, I've, I mean, I experienced that I experienced this so many times where I'll meet somebody that I've connected with on Instagram. We meet a person and it's just a letdown because like they seem so genuine and authentic online. And then in person, it's like, you're not who I had conversations with. This is not the same person I've corresponded with. Um, you know, but then there are happy stories where I have made really good friends through Instagram. Um, I'm thinking like a lot of people I talk to on a daily basis or a regular basis or can talk to three months later and act like three months didn't just pass. Those are the people that I made friends with through Instagram. Um, during my collaboration days where I did my cosplay, I probably made the most friends doing that. And it makes sense because I was doing something I really loved and enjoyed. It wasn't professional at all. It was really just for fun. And I drew in other artists who did it for the sake of art. We all just did this for fun. Nobody got paid to do it. We all did it for a good time. I made friends with photographers, hear people, makeup people. And we've, we've, we've hung on to these friendships and I still talk to these people regularly all the time. And it's so real and authentic. Um, and it brought us together. So there I do think social media and it was as real as could be. Um, you know, so social media did have a major impact on my adult friendships. I mean, I'm embarrassed to say how a majority of my friends are from social media. Um, yeah, I hear that. It's kind of like shopping at Fox's. Like you're going to have to sift through a <laughs> lot more garbage, but you'll find some great things and for great deals. <laughs> I think pretty so, much. Yeah. Although like you said, you have your BS meter on when you correspond with people on social media. I basically have the red flag filter on so high. I make yeah. sure to keep everybody at arm's length when we're messaging each other. I don't trust people so fast. Um, I call people out before they can even get on my nerves. I just try to like stay away from the drama. I don't want anyone bothering me. I don't want anyone becoming friends with me for the wrong reasons. And I can kind of sniff that out. Maybe not now because I have a cold, but I can kind of sniff that out right away. Like I, I can see and feel when something is not real. Um, and I think that comes from having so many real authentic experiences that I can tell when it's not. Um, but yeah, I'm like, I'm like embarrassed and proud of how many good friends I've made through my projects, but like, it might be worth it to revisit it just for the sake of making more cool friends. I don't know. <laughs> and you guys have been involved in my, in my photo shoots. I've worn your lipstick and your dresses and <laughs> they're so fun. They're so it was fun. So fun. Yeah. By the way, you, I would fully support you <laughs> taking that back up again. Cause that was really fun. Uh, someday. Just, <laughs> when we like magically get more hours in the day, right? Exactly. I wish. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's the same kind of thing where it's like you, you have to, yeah. Like you said, the red, the red flag meter it's, it's up. Like it's, it's definitely, I definitely find that if, if you're in it for the quantity game, then social media is a great place to go. You know, if you're looking for surface level, then you can find, it's really easy to find surface level on social. And for some people, they want a lot of surface level. So that works for them. Um, for me, not so much. So so I find that, that it doesn't. And I also find that it has made me a little bit more guarded over the years. Like, especially, right. especially what I found is as like as my following has grown. So like there was definitely a point in time when there were certain people who would like not take my call or not be interested in working with me. And I like, because, because I was like too little or not successful enough or whatever, um, which is fine. That's their right. Um, but then they'll be like knocking on my door 4,000 followers later or whatever, um, which I found to be very interesting because then it's like, have you not scrolled up in this chat? Like, it's also just like weird. Like, have you not, have you not like we we know how this goes like, <laughs> like so awkward it's 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 a little bit uncomfortable yeah i i agree and i also think that i mean i as you've said as you mentioned regarding like the follower growth mm -hmm. um like when i first you know started i guess um i'm thinking the reason why i'm hesitating is because i already when i launched my brand i already had a lot of followers because i had been building up this account for years Right. as a beauty account so it was a little bit different but um when I I launched and I and I think that I just was a little naive in that way in regards to like people like 
for you know wanting to work with you for the wrong reasons or whatever so i had to like kind of like develop that that um red flag filter situation um but it it's crazy because i remember like and it's kind of like i'm almost like more in certain friendships because um i really thought these people were like we hit it off we clicked and we, we we even spoke on the phone we hung out and then you know i realized that some people it's it's, it's unfortunate but they're very um you know, focused on, on the growth of their account of their brands. And it kind of throw other things to the wayside, like the way they, you know, treat people or what they value in regards to like money over relationships, whatever it is, you know what I mean? So that's kind of something that people, you know, it's important to look out for when it comes to social media also. Yeah, for, for sure. That's definitely, yeah, that's definitely something that, amen. Um, we only have a couple of minutes left and I, I want to talk a little bit about ending friendships, which we've kind of touched on throughout, throughout this conversation. Um, I'm, I'm curious what your experience with that has been. And what I'm more curious about is when you've made the decision to end a friendship for whatever reason, what was the decision process like for you? Like, what were the kinds of things that you were thinking about? What was what was maybe the catalyst that led you to realize like this can't go on like that? You know, Freddie, what, how, how did all that work for you? So, um, I would say like my biggest friendship breakup was very one-sided. I was okay with remaining friends with this person. She was ready to just take me out of her life for good. Um, it didn't happen overnight either. She canceled plans on me repeatedly. I felt like something was up. I tried reaching out. She never responded to my messages. And then it finally just became like, a, I'm not interested in speaking with you anymore. Um, and then years later, my friends tried to open a group chat and they asked if she wanted to join. Like we, we were like, when I say we were close, we were like the closest of friends. We spent so much time together and we were in a circle that I still keep in touch with, except like if I have anything to do with the circle, this individual will stay out of it. Drama, let me tell you. And um, we created this WhatsApp group chat to stay in touch with each other. And this individual friend decided to not join because she knew I was in it, which really makes me wonder like, what could I have done already? And when I've tried talking to her about it, she keeps bringing up like, um, you know, like, I just don't have anything in common with you anymore. We're not on the same page. We're in different stages of our lives. You know, that was something that was enough for her to say, I need to step away from this and I can't be your friend anymore, which I respect. And it makes me sad. I'm not, I'm not so into removing someone from my life unless they're really, really toxic. Um, I've had toxic friends, but really I was much younger. Um, there was more drama and emotions then. And it was like stuff I couldn't handle. And I had to straight out tell someone, you know, you're not good for me right now. And I'm dealing with my own emotions and drama and I can't take on yours as well. But like in recent years, I can't say that there was a moment in time where I had to deliberately remove someone from my life. Um, you know, there's an acquaintance that like I could just stop talking to where it's easier, but I can't think of one specific moment where I'm like, wow, this is, this was someone really close to me and there's no space in my life for her anymore. So let me get rid of her. I, I really can't think right. of anything like more recent than this specific situation. And again, like I didn't even, I wasn't ready to just call it quits. I feel like, I feel like there could have been room for improvement there or something, some more communication. I wasn't given that opportunity. Right. I hear you. Nahami, what about you? Yeah, um, I'm thinking back to friendships that have ended. And the truth is that I can think of like one friendship um, in the past few years that ended. And, and honestly, it was because um, I was not, I did not appreciate the way that I was being treated in the friendship. Um, and it was, and it's interesting because you know how some people might think that you know, that that's what they're used to. That's the way that they are. Right. And that's how they treat other people, but it doesn't mean that I have to take that. Right. right. So it was kind of like one of those situations and it just wasn't working because I was getting upset and I was voicing my opinion and she wasn't okay with me voicing my opinion 
my feelings really not my opinion my feelings because it just wasn't healthy there was like some toxic stuff going on and um it just it, you know, it just we ended up having a phone call that just was like okay it's best to right now it's not a good friendship for us that kind of yeah. thing and that's, that sounds kind of similar to what I had which was in that one situation it was someone who was continually taking advantage of me and 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 continually saying that those that that things were going to change that like just you know all all I need is for you know once we hit this thing all you know once you know once once my whatever I don't I don't want to give specific details but the point is that like you know once this situation changes then then I'll be able to 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 be there in the way that you need me to and when and then when that thing comes it's well now I need this other thing to change and then continually doing it and it's the same thing you said that like and and it took me a little bit of time to realize that that was really just indicative of how they saw the world. And right. at a certain point, you can't be mad at people for being who they are. Um, and that that was not going to change. And, and that, and that frankly, for my own sanity, I needed to just step away and, um, and move on with my life. And it was, and, and when I, when I ended it, it, I didn't like, I very much left the door open and continued to, you know, occasionally text her stuff like that. And then she just stopped answering my text. Um, you know, it was, it, which leads me to believe that it was kind of mutually beneficial. And also that she was probably just taking advantage of me the whole time. Um, and that once I kind of made it clear that I was not going to be taken advantage of, then like, I didn't have a place in her life anymore, which is fine. I'm fine with that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's that same kind of like work and, and feeling and, and all of that. This has been really fun, <laughs> honestly. Just like, I know we kind of just ended on a little bit of a depressing note, but um, aside from the fact that I just got to spend some time chatting with you two, I think I think that this is something that's just really fun to like delve into and 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 enjoy. And thank you for, you know, for doing, for, for doing this with me. Um, I know that you are both listeners of the podcast, so you know what I'm going to ask next. Um, and that is to both of you, what does it mean to make an impact? Frady, we will start with you. Go. I think, I think I even answered this on my episode with you. It's still probably going to be a similar or the same answer because I still believe the same thing, but I think to make an impact on somebody is to just leave a little part of you, a little piece of wisdom or inspiration with somebody else. Um, that's something that I think is really important and I try to leave behind too. So making an impact of just leaving that little piece of something with somebody else so that they can move forward during a difficult time, a hard day, or just need like a little pep in their step. <laughs> I love me some pep. <laughs> what do you think, Nakami? That's great. Um, so I guess mine is kind of similar, but to me, making an impact is really, you know, changing the world in the way that you can by by, by, you know, creating those little changes and supporting the, those people who you love and, and, and each person, you know, that adds up to the bigger picture. So when you make the small changes and um, the small impacts really, and, and create that positive energy and those vibes in the world, it ends up just creating a, a more beautiful, more positive place for all of us to live in. I love that. Thank you so much for doing this with me, you guys. This was so fun. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to listen to the original episode I did with either Nakami or Michelle, the link is in the show notes. The Be Impactful podcast is a project of impact fashion, the clothing line I created because I believe that we are all deserving of the beautiful things life has to offer. See my modest designs that are available in sizes 2 through 24 by going to impactfashionnyc.com. Access all of that by swiping up on the cover art. There are currently 11 people listed by Ora Agunot as a recalcitrant party. View their names, photos, locations, and details of their cases by visiting getora.org slash recalcitrant parties. The episode art was designed by Michelle Moses. Original music composed by Nissan Fetman. This episode was produced and hosted by me, Rifki Squits. Catch me on Instagram and Facebook at impact.fashion.myc. As always, here's to making an impact together.